I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Gallant Few of Rangers podcast is brought to you by Triple H Mortgages. The one-stop shop for all your mortgage and mortgage insurance needs. Contact them today on 01453 887 179 or hello at hhhmortgages.com. You can also find them online at hhhmortgages.com or on their Facebook page. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'm joined today for a, a special midweek roundup. First of all, Scott Hodge. Colin. And Graham Curry. Thanks for joining us, Graham. No problem. Hi, Scott. Hi, Colin. Put in a midweek roundup. Uh, as you all know, we'll usually, we'll usually record on a Sunday after Rangers have played meaning we can preview the game and we can talk about anything that may happen and then Rangers to announce something on Monday morning and make us look stupid. So we thought we'll put out a midweek one since uh, there's been a lot of news. We've had a game against Hibs and we have a free midweek this week. Sorry, we have a free weekend anyway. So Rangers lined up against Hibs at Easter Road with a lineup of Alan McGregor, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Philip Hollander, and Bonner Barris, which is a back five. Steve Davis, Ryan Jack, Glenn Kamara as a midfield three. Joe Aribo, Ryan Ken, and Alfredo Morello. So, Graham, we'll start with you. What was your thoughts on the lineup? Uh, personally, I was quite surprised at Haji didn't they make the cut. Yeah, I was happy to see Jack back. You know, that was um, really pleasing to see. Um, you, I think we spoke about it. You know, we were worried that it could be one of these persistent injuries, and that he was going to be out for a long, a long time, or the rehab was taking a wee bit longer than we had hoped. But um, no, I was really pleased to see him back in the team. Hollander keeping his place, I thought, was the right thing as well. So, so yeah, I was very pleased with the team. Had you dropped out? I think you're going to have to expect that. I don't think he can just become a, a an automatic pick at the moment. I think he's building his way up to that. Still a young boy, still learning. And I think maybe next season he becomes the automatic starter, but um, not quite yet. Scott, it was a very European-like lineup. if you get me. It's, we don't usually see Davis, Jack, Kamara in the, in the midfield three and... You know, Aribo going that further forward. I was reminiscing kind of going away in Europe, and I think we'll go into the game more in more detail. But I was quite happy uh, beforehand how we were set up. I thought we still had enough firepower, and I think Hibs on their day they are they have causes bother, and this season anyway, it was the right way to set up. Yeah, I think we showed Hibs the the correct amount of respect. I mean, I know they've not been a good run, but they've always gave us a tough, tough game. If you look at the 
the Hibs game, uh, the home game um, in, in Boxing Day, really tough game, 1-0, made a really good few chances, so I think you need to take that into consideration. I agree with Graham, Jack was a massive boost, it just, it just makes our midfield look a lot more solid and it lets Aribo play his game as well. I think, you know, he doesn't have that defence. He needs to work, yes, he needs to work, but he doesn't have as much defensive emphasis in terms of covering Tavernier or Barisic. So, yeah, I like I like seeing Aribo up top. I think it gives us a, a nice balance in terms of he's he's not going to not track back. I don't well, I don't think any of our players are set up like that, but I think um, you know, his natural midfield ability will let him do more and drop back and interchange with players. Um so yeah, really pleased and um yeah, as I say, I think we respected Hibs in a right level, but we we're still had enough quality on showing enough firepower. Just on Aribo's versatility, it doesn't get spoken about enough that he was playing left back in Europe last year. <laughs> he can play as on the right uh, midfield, uh, a forward three, in the midfield three, or a left back should we need him. So uh, credit where credit's due. So Graham, uh, it was a weird first half. The, the pitch was absolutely god awful, and I'm not going to say that's that was detrimental to Rangers. It's just set up for quite a, a quite a poor game of football uh, at times. Rangers dominated a lot of the ball the first half, but didn't really produce too much in the final third. It's I don't know. I wouldn't say we started slow, but it, was, it seemed it just seemed like a slow game. A slow game, if you get me. Yeah, it was quite slow. It was um, it was hard. We were trying. I think we were trying our best to play good football, and as you say, the pitch wasn't up to it. I don't think that stopped us though. We still tried to keep playing the right way. We we're still trying to pass the ball. Dribbling, we were taking players on a lot. Haribo was taking players on, Kent was taking players on, um, even Kamara was doing some nice wee forward runs as well. So, um, yeah, I thought Hibs maybe had a, the better chances. You know, they had won a couple of crosses into the box. Um, there was a header at the back post by the boy Deutsch, and yeah, he got away. I think that we were lucky with that one, but other than that, they didn't really have anything. Everything else, Big Hollander, just a couple of nice sliding clearances, absolutely solid, and then winning a lot of headers. But Hibs didn't really pose many problems, but were probably in our box more than I'd like to have seen, um, especially when we weren't getting in the box as much. The only one that I can think of was Aribo's shot and goal, which started with uh, Morelos, uh, well, it was Morelos, Kent and Aribo all doing a sort of press, a team press. Morelos is absolutely flown into a challenge with Gogic. Um, not, and no, I don't mean a, a rough challenge, he just flew into it with pace and commitment and that just disrupted them and it eventually broke through to Aribo who was one-on-one with the keeper and shot for like 18 yards and yeah, it was, wasn't a great strike. It was a bit, I thought he could have done a wee bit better with that one but yeah, open, open exchanges probably went to Hibs, I think. I, I think so as well. I've got that here. That as much as Rangers dominated the ball in possession, they were trying. It's just nothing nothing really came off in the final third. The only real one of note I remember was Ken working his way into the box and cutting it back, but no, but I think Morelos, it, the shot was blocked. Scott Hibs were setting up to try and counter attackers, and I think Glenn Kamara and Ryan Jack, it, it shows... It shows why Gerard was right to put that kind of that I don't want to say more defensive um, midfield three, a more industrious midfield three for Jack and Kamara both played really well, especially in the first half, to supporting the fullbacks. Yeah, I think I think yeah, you talk about it a lot, Graham, in terms of winning the midfield battle and I think they've done a good job at that. They they, they looked solid and um, despite Hibbs Playing pretty well um, in the first half, they were they were excellent in terms of you know just being solid and trying to limit the amount of attacks and uh, yeah, Kamara was without a doubt man of the match for me. It was just a, a fantastic performance all round, um, you know, especially the first half. But some of the touches he had, he's such a great technical player, and um, yeah, hopefully he he, he stays or he, he'll, he'll go for big money at the, the very least. 
I did not know Glenn Kamara had pace. It was in the first half where <laughs> he's just done the turn of pace uh, on a, a loose ball and the I don't know Dodge if it, it was Dodge yeah. fouled him and got the bricking, but I was I got a fright, I didn't realise <laughs> didn't realise Kamara could move that quickly. Um I not Glenn Kamara was, was excellent. So Another couple of things popped up in the first half, but we'll maybe we'll maybe talk about the football first and then come back to it. So not an each half time and going into the second second half, I thought Rangers started quite bright, Graham, and it wasn't quite as as technical as beautiful a goal as the fourth goal against Ross County on Sunday, but I thought the build up to Morelos goal uh, in the second half was was excellent. It was really quick thinking play. I thought you were going to criticise the goal the way you introduced that there. I thought it was a great goal. Uh, I thought just the way you were building it up to that, I was like, oh, it was a great goal. But no, yeah, fantastic. Davis plays it into, Davis gets a holder at midfield, plays it into Morelos. Um, he takes it out wide, holds it up really well, and he's dragged his centre half, he's dragged um, Porteous all the way out to the touchline. Um, and then he's laid it off, and then there's some intricate, nice wee intricate passes before. What, what Morelos did really well was after laying it off, he sort of just jogged into the box. He jogged very slowly, but he jogged into the perfect space just at the right time and um, picked up the pass. Well, picked up after about three passes, just lovely wee touches. And that's when the pitch was an issue. It is quite wobbly there, but they were still able to just play a nice one wee touches, one touch, one touch, one touch, and then... Morelos gets in and, and slots it away. But it was the movement that I really liked from Morelos, the fact that he just left his defender. Because Porteous did start to track him for a bit, and then he stopped. He didn't know whether to face up to the you know, the, the, the pass that was coming in, so he stopped and squared up. And by that point, Morelos was already in, and he couldn't catch it. The other centre-half or the right back tried to slide in, but um, yeah, Morelos finished it nicely. Hope, you know, I've been crying out for this is... Once he starts scoring, is he going to just keep scoring? And the signs are looking promising now. You know, he's starting to rack them up the last few games. He's making a wee goal here and there, and hopefully this is a wee run he goes on. When he go into the possession score, I was actually quite surprised that he scored it, just because uh, Morelos sits when he's when he is kind of in and out of the goal scoring run. If he's got time to think about it, and I know he was under pressure with that other defender coming across, but he still still had that split second to think about it. But it was such a, a such a fine finish, wasn't it? Aye, aye. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's what he didn't have. I know he had a split second, but maybe he's seen that a defender was coming. And he thinks he needs to act quick. I think sometimes, especially the chance, and we'll move on to where it was at three yards out and it takes a bobble he's probably seen that he's had a bit more time to think about it and I know there's been a wee touch but I think he is one of the just ones that just when he's in the moment coming first time or something he's more effective than if he's on a one on one with a keeper or something I'd, I'd, I wouldn't back him to score if I'm being completely honest but if it's just a, even a half chance I think he's got more, more of it it's, it's, it's crazy how it works but um, you know in terms of like a tapping or something you would back Jermaine Defoe every day of the week but you probably wouldn't back, back Morelos but yeah I mean to be honest I, when, I, when I seen the goal I, it was Portis defending I know it was it was highlighted on there but I mean if that was my centre half I would be well, I'd be raging in terms of like he's, he's just not for like the main danger man for Rangers is Morelos he's usually going to score us the most amount of goals and He's, he's left him and it's, it's just awful defending but as I say take nothing away from the quality goal and the finish from Morelos it was it was a beautiful finish with his weaker foot as well so lovely lovely goal let's not be around the bush Ryan Porteous was shown up to be the classless clown that he is <laughs> um, he's uh, I don't want to spend too much breath on him but I said to you on the game that I, the last couple of years it's, I think he's got everything in his locker to be a very good footballer but he's just He's so hell-bent in playing up to the gallery, so we'll get it up him. Mm. Um, and he later got subbed off. Must have been a sore knee. Uh, just on Morelos, Graham, I think he has to make it 2-0. Maybe 5-10 minutes later, there's a really good really good move. It starts off with uh, Kent, Kent making his way into the box, Glenn Kamara using that pace that he's just found uh, midweek. Getting into the box, uh, 
Glenkamara cuts a, a lovely wall across the, the face of goal and I think it might take a wee bounce but Morelos has to do better with this chance, doesn't he? Yeah, um, I think we're being kind to him by saying the pitch and the bobble and there might have been a touch off a defender just as it's about to come to him, maybe a slight touch but no, that's, that's got to be a finish. He's no, he's he's between the sticks as well so he's, he's in the right place Again, his movement was fantastic because he just held back, he held his run. He wasn't darting in there. He waited and waited and seen the play developing and then got himself into the right position. Um, but uh, nah, you can't explain that, can you? How, you? how you can miss that? You can be... He's uh, touched all night, though, wasn't he great? A lot. He was doing well to hold it up, but everything was bouncing off in five yards. And he's lucky he's got such a fat arse that the defenders can't get round about him to actually <laughs> take the ball off him because he is such a strong guy. But yeah, his, his touch just wasn't there last night. Um, his touch just wasn't there. But no, criminal criminal finish. But what can you do? Rangers made a cut of subs, Scott. Uh, Zungu came on for Jack and Ruth came on for Morelos and Etten came on for Joe Aribo in the 83rd minute. I thought all three of the subs played a part. Um, I thought even Atten's cameo has just shown that game management again, um, just that maturity. They didn't come on and try and make a name for themselves. They just came in and slotted into the game plan, just kept it tight. Roof held it up really well at times as well, I thought. Yeah, yeah, it was... They said it as well. It just takes the pressure off the back line. Um, it was, he's so... I, th- I just think he's so smart with the ball. He's he's a quick player, but he's not lightning. But like he he just holds the ball up, and he's very intelligent. And I, th- I just feel as though he's a step ahead of most players, if you know what I mean, um, in terms of in terms of like his his play. So um, it was he he, he was he was brilliant. Ruth, um, yeah, it's just his link up play as well with the midfield. He just brings everything together. Um, Itten as well, really good. I, I, feel, I get a good few fills against him, but when I when I watched him back, it was it was intelligent fills. Like he seen the player coming, and I was I, we were laughing because it was as if he was going in slow motion. But he's inte- he's been deliberately going slow so he can draw a foul out them and just break up the break up the play. And just lastly, in Zungu as well, I think I think he's. Been been really good. I really like him coming on. He's he's quick. He's aggressive, and um, yeah, we'd we'd like to see him have more opportunities in the the future. But I don't know what more he can do really because he, I think he's playing well. But he will just need to take it to another level to get a start. I think the what the subs done, which is not what we had last season, was manage the game. Maybe not. Rangers are managing the games a lot better. You know, we're one 0 up. That's all we need. But what we were doing is we we're taking it into the corners, we we're keeping possession, and then when the subs came on, they're doing exactly the same thing. Roof was just holding it up, keeping it. It and had it in the corner a few times, right in the corner flag, shielding the ball, a big strong guy, and just yeah, just keeping the ball, doing the right things, and managing the game, keeping the ball in their half, but not committing too many players. We were getting the right amount of players in that we in that we um, corner, if you like, and. And just playing with triangles, keeping it running down the clock. That's not something we had last season. That was something that was um, sadly missing and sometimes caught us out and made us drop a few points at times. And I think for the management team as well, I mean, that's three subs all at the right times. And I go back to, you know, at the start of the season, I think we were all quite, well, me me in particular, I was quick to jump on why is Gerard not making a sub until the 8th minute, but I thought the timing of the subs were spot on, were spot on last night, so credit where credit's due as a squad and a management team, we are, we're learning, we've got that maturity now, how to see out and manage our game. Graham, sticking with you, Scott would say Glenn Kamara was man of the match last night, I think Philip Hollander gives him a run for his money. Well, I'm going Kamara. I thought Kamara was fantastic. Just the the step overs that he was doing as well, just beating one and two players, driving into the box. Everything he done was was fantastic. He was just um, buckets of energy all over the pitch, helping his teammates out, driving things forward. And coupled with that, 
he's not he's not to be messed with. He's a wee bit he's got a wee bit of dig about him as well. He's got the strength to hold people off and uh, but yeah, really, really good performance. I don't think MD came close to him, to be honest. Holanda first half had a good few, um, a good few clearances, a good few blocks, and um, yeah, done his job though. I think when you look at Kamara, he's went above and beyond and stood out for me. An outstanding performance. It was a star I actually seen. Um, so Philippe Holanda signed for Rangers. 563 days ago and we've never lost a league game with him playing so it's a it's a great record um, for that as well and he did, he did have a really good game and I'm, I'll hold my hands up I, I question him at times but with, with stats like that you really can't so I like humble pie and say I was wrong yeah. I mean you can only have stats like that and the ability to grow like a grey patch in your beard and no be, no have something special about you so that's Aye, we need to give the big man credit. So, I think uh, a tough game, well, it, it was set up to be a tough game. I thought Rangers absolutely deserved to win it uh, over the 90 minutes and we were the better team over the 90. It was a, it was a good night, good night football-wise, but we do need to talk about the incidents, I suppose, and the fucking outcry. Graham, you're the resident gallant for you referee, so in the first half, Oh, did you hear that? That was his real book opening there. <laughs> um, in the first half, there's, uh, I'll be honest, I think Morelos does purposely stand in Ryan Portis and the ref has a clear view on it. Doesn't he become or anything? I don't know what annoys me more. The fact that Morelos puts himself in this situation, the fact we need to fucking hear Walker and Crocker spout about it for the next 70 minutes. What was your thoughts on this? Uh, well, yeah, let's start off with a red card, in my opinion. So, definite red card. I think he knows what he's doing. I think we've all played the game at amateur level. I think you know where you're putting your feet. There's no way, that you, there's there's a way that you can um, jump out the way or straddle or make yourself away. And I think there's actually a clear intent to put the foot down on top of his, his leg. So, he's trying to be cute about it. Um but for me, it's a red card. Um, red card all day long. The referee is looking directly at it, but if... And I know that it's, it's different on the telly, but when I watched it in real time, I didn't think it was a, a yellow card. I didn't think it was a red card. I genuinely thought that he was just struggling to find his feet. He didn't know where to put his feet. So, no, no, he didn't know where to put his feet, but he didn't have anywhere to put his feet. So, he went, that's just the natural place for it to go. But on the replays, I think it proves that it yeah, should have been a red card. I think it was deliberate. Um, and that's the only excuse I could probably give the referee is that he's seen it the way i seen it and that it's just he didn't know where to put his feet. But if I can just say, I think Porteous is a really dirty player himself. So what goes around comes around. But that doesn't excuse it. It doesn't excuse it, but um, yeah. I think it was an echo. There's no issues, but there's no, no harm in uh, echoing my previous comment that he's a classless clown, Ryan Porteous, and fuck him. Aye. Scott, that's Morelos put himself in that situation again. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel that we've only been doing this podcast since what last April, but I feel we've been talking about it on air for about seven years. Um, it just feels like every, every, every five, six games we're talking about this again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if the referee had made the correct decision effectively, we'd have been in a real tough place. I, I can't remember how, was it 20 minutes in or something? Playing with 10 men? They put us in a really tough situation. and It's lucky we've obviously got this point gap, um, but, you know, it would have been a real big ask to get three points if, uh, if he'd have been sent off there. So... Um, it's just finding the balance, isn't it, in terms of you want your players to be aggressive and things like that, but you just don't want them to be stupid. And how to get that message across, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard, Gary McAllister, all the coaching staff have done everything in the book to try and calm them down. Is it some players, maybe, that rile them up? Is is it Ryan Porteous, one of the players that's in his fucking hate mail? Is it Scott Brown as well? Is he just creating a... 
getting the Columbia Mafia to come and attack them or something? Like, is this what he's doing? I don't know, but yeah, it's, it just seems as though he needs to. Yeah, get a, I don't know what follow we can do with him. To be honest, I really don't. It's a good point you raised, though, Scott, about finding the balance because the aggression is a good thing. See the defenders; they're all. Every single defender is thinking about what is Morelos doing, where is he, what's he doing next. That is a good thing. See, you have that aggression, and you're like, what is that striker? What's what's that striker doing? Where is he? And you know, it's causing confusion. It's taking their mind off of their job, which is actually just to defend and have a solid back line. So, it, I like the fact that Morelos is like that. It's how I mentioned it earlier. It's how we nearly got a goal through Aribo, which by him just been charging in. He was actually charging in, trying to um, close something down. And Gogic is panicking, thinking, what do I do here? What do I do here? So, uh, as I say, it's a good point you raise, Scott, is, is finding that balance to no do the stupid thing. All right, wind them up, get very close to them. We sleek at elbows. Uh, all, all those sort of things are fine. It's just when he crosses that line, and we just need them to stop crossing that line. And that, I think he... In the cold light of day, he has got better at it since uh, last season. But last season was just that bad that he, he, it's, um, he, he couldn't really get any worse. Um, I don't know, he is. He, he will always be an enigma. I do love Alfredo Morelos, but I hate this part about him. He's like, he's just like every cycle bird, you know. You just wish that one thing was, you just wish they weren't mental, right? And they could just sort that one thing. <laughs> Graham, stick with you for this. Darren McGregor, maybe a similar, a similar thing on Kamara in the second half, but we didn't hear a peep out of it. Is that a hypocrisy? I'm not sure, Colin, because I've only seen one replay of it. I'm, I'm not sure. In fact, they were still showing replays of Morelos' incident for an hour before it, so I'm not sure what happened there. No, absolutely. Exact same thing, probably worse, because he's actually grabbed him, wrestled him and threw him in the deck. And then he stamp, stamps on him. He, McGregor's doing exactly the same thing as what Morelos is doing. He's being, he's trying to be clever. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And I don't know if it's just because of Morelos' face. I don't know what it is, but... McGregor gets away with it. Oh, you're right, he gets a booking, but I think he's getting a booking for actually throwing him in a deck. I don't think he's getting booked. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's getting booked for the stamp. I, I need to ask you again, Colin. You told me this a month ago. Can McGregor be cited for that stamp? Do you know? So, I don't think he can be cited because the ref seen it and deemed it a yellow card offence. But I was wondering, right? So if he was, go- if the referee's going to submit his, his his report to say I booked McGregor and I booked him for throwing him in a deck, you know, for if if that then goes, if he then looks at the compliance officer looks at that and says, well, I see your report, but what about the stamp? Did you not see the stamp? Yeah. Right, actually, you're right. Aye. So <laughs> aye, if the, the referee's not seen that part of it, then it becomes a separate issue. Aye. Yeah. I'd be thinking if McGregor's going to get uh, sorry if Morelos gets um, hauled up for this, then I'd be expecting McGregor to be hauled up as well. I don't. It's the exact same thing, but there's no, you know, there's no um, media outcry about it. It's just all about uh, Morelos. 
I mean, Scott Graham raises the, the obvious point. If if it's I dare say even if it's Steve Davis, for example, there's no right to be that media outcry is because who the player who is and he's been uh, he's been fair game up here for the last two or three years and the club have been the the club have been proactive in shooting this down in the papers and then the you know they even go out they go Hugh Cavens to apologise um, on Clyde One last week as well which that's unheard of but uh, Hibbs issued an apology to Rangers it wasn't a public apology to have uh, made an apology about the comments made in Hibbs TV um, Oven Welsh said that this is actually mental. Morello should be chopped up with a machete and sent to different corners of the world. And they also referred to Rangers as the current buns. What the fuck? <laughs> Honestly? It's, I don't know who's pissing this chips, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's scandalous. Like, we would be tore apart for that and it's just completely unacceptable. And... Yeah, I, I can't say any more that, than what's been said already, but <laughs> it's, I don't know how like, you know. Well, obviously, like it's, uh, that's like I don't know in terms of a police offence because it's, <laughs> it's literally it's, it's a threat and whatever. But uh, it's just absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. If we were to say something about that to a to Hibs player like Scott Allen or something, would be punished severely. You know, whoever it was. So. It's just it's it's, it's ridiculous. Um, as you say, I don't know if he's trying to make headlines. Like Manelos is just the target. No matter what he does, he's going to make headlines. It's never going to change as long as he plays for Rangers. But it's just completely unacceptable. No, that's just I can can believe the comments made for for Alvin Welsh. Surely you know better. To I, I, I can like in the same footballing world where Ryan Kent was nearly sent to Bologna for doing the gunshot celebration at Parkhead and he's coming away with this but I dare say nothing will come with this because it's I don't know it's just it seems to be Morello seems to be fair game mm-hmm. anyway fuck Alvin Wells fuck Ryan Potters fuck Hibs Rangers are still top of the league Graham 23 points clear we now only need 8 games Eight wins, sorry, to win the league. And Philip Hollander said it last night in his post-match interview. Take one game at a time, we'll win the league. You said it uh, in the, I think it was uh, the first pod of the year. We just need to keep on chalking off these wins and we'll get there. Ian McCready said uh, several times if we get through January, he'll then be confident that we can go on and win the league. It's, we said this the last few, week, last few weeks, sorry. Sin Rangers gift now. It we would have to throw it away to no win the league. Yeah, this is me now declaring it. I was nervous. I was still not declaring it, but I was just even though the gap is so big, you know, there's games in hand. There's um, there's opportunities to drop points, but you just can't see it. You just cannot see it for this Rangers team that we're going to drop points. But we, we might, you know, we'll maybe throw in, we might get another defeat in there, we'll maybe drop maybe another couple of draws. I really still, I don't see that, but even if we did, you know, the, the gap's just too big now. It's time to declare it. It's party hat certain. Yeah, the title's ours. How good does that feel, you say? So After good. so long, I know. It's absolutely incredible to think how how close we are now to it because it has been so long. Do we declare it? Do the do the gallant few declare that Rangers have won the league? <laughs> <laughs> gallant few is close of Rangers League champions. <laughs> Rangers won fifty five. <laughs> I mean, the risk of it all going absolutely horribly wrong and then I'm forever a meme in the, the Celtic Twitter world <laughs> ah, Rangers have won the league they have won the league um, it, it would take another void to stop 55 as far as I'm concerned Scott you you calling it <laughs> when you think there's many games is left I, well, I know we'll only need 8 wins but you look at all the tough places we've been to we've played Aberdeen I think Ian said this, but we played Aberdeen twice away. We've now played Hibs twice away. Um, we've went to Motherwell twice, which is 
generally quite a, a tough venue for us. Um, we've been to really, we have been to some real tough away games and I must say, when we play, especially when we play at Ibrooks, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to perform and win more comfortably more often than not. And yeah, it must, it would take a miracle or some sort of, you know, as I say, coronavirus breach or something for us to, and everyone to get infected before. Out, sorry, outbreak um, before we, you know, we can't win the league. And even if we did get thirteen players out, I'd be more than confident we had the players to step up and, <laughs> and win the league. To be honest, yeah. next so, three games: St Johnston, Hamilton, and Kelly. That's nine points. That is. That's another nine points. And and, and we're saying that as if okay, so we're saying that as if. Um, we drop points. There's no way Celtic's going to win every game for the rest of the season. They're, they're not capable of it. So, I mean, this eight game thing doesn't really need it. They'll be. They could probably win the league for us. Been dropping points in the next couple of games. They're that bad at the moment. I know they're starting to pick up, but I, I, they're not going to win every game for the rest of the season. Certainly not going to beat us twice. Well, Alan Fuel declaring fifty-five, and just as well because it'll. Because Ross Wilson and the background staff have started planning for title challenge number 56. Rangers this week announced Scott Wright has signed a pre-contact for Aberdeen. Scott, this was the last few weeks we were just waiting on this one getting over the line. I think I can see the sense in this signing. Um, a young player, he's, if anything, even if he gives you the same as a Greg Stewart or Jordan Jones, he's younger so he's got more potential. Do you think there's much hope that we can get him in this window? I think we need him, to be perfectly honest. You look at our bench last night and we've got Hadji and Ruth come in, we've got Greg Stewart, we've got um, Brandon Barker, you can have your thoughts on him, what you think of it. Um, you know, for that number 10 position, you've got Kent, you've got Aribo, could fucking probably play Balligan left um, in the front three at the moment and would, would still be still be a threat so I don't think we need him for this season uh, to be completely honest I think we're, we've got enough cover if we get him in that's fine but I, I don't know how much football he's going to get to be honest and yeah it'd be good to get him in, around the surroundings but I think just in the summer would be would be better just like coming in day one, working hard in, in pre season. Um, I know he's had a few injuries and things like that, so um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't be too fussed either way to be honest. To get him in, it might be good at the end of the season if we do if we, we do wrap the league up early and we can give him a few minutes. But yeah, um, I wouldn't be be bored either way. I'd agree with that, Scott. I don't think we need him in the team at all. He's a type of player that if he was coming in, you'd want to loan him out. So, you know, if he was ways at the moment, you know, as a young player developing, you probably want him loaned out to get experience. So, he's going to be one of the main men at Aberdeen. He's one of the top players. So, absolutely, let him get another 15 games under his belt at the Premiership level. He's only going to learn from that. As you say, the only benefit would be getting in amongst the squad and training with us and finding out the ways we work. But, no, I totally agree. Perfect. Um, plenty of time for that in the summer when the pre-season starts if the Aberdeen fans don't kill him to be fair that's uh, so that, for its safety so that was the point I was going to make um, if fans roll back in and if we if it was a non-Covid world then I'd absolutely be wanting them in this window because they wouldn't play in Aberdeen Aberdeen would succumb to the pressure and they wouldn't play him mm. so he's better off on our bench than Aberdeen's bench but I think while we've got that um that factor eradicated, then I keep on playing. Absolutely, um, that's, that's petty, petty people <laughs> up north. Graham, the other pre-contact signing, twenty-four-year-old uh, centre half Jack Simpson signed in a pre-contact from Bournemouth. I don't know anything about him. I don't know if you do, but I suppose it's good to see signings coming in early. And I think the question I brought for you is: Does this mean that maybe? We will be seeing a centre half leave in the summer. Yes, I think there'll be a, I think there'll be movement in the centre half. I think there's one going out. I've seen Simpson a few times playing for Bournemouth. He's a decent enough player. But as soon as I seen him signed, I went to YouTube to look at the 
highlights, you know, his, his um, highlights and best bits, and I get five minutes of him celebrating goals with his teammates. <laughs> That's not why I'm here. I want to see what he looks like as a player, but yeah, not your typical highlights and best bits that I was expecting. Uh, yeah, I think there might be movement. Um, I think maybe Edmondson might be the one to go. I think disciplinarian manager won't accept what's happened and I think he'll set an example and say you're not playing for me again so I don't think Edmondson will be um, I don't think Edmondson will be with us next season I think he'll be if he's not out in this window I think he'll be out in the next um, and just a bit of breaking news that one of the other podders has texted is Jordan Jones is on the way to Sunderland for the rest of the season so I was going to try and be very clever there and see if I've got immaculate sources, but it's just one of the other podders text us to say that. Um, so I think that might actually be indicative of what of how Gerard's thinking. Jordan Jones is on his way out. He's away to Sunderland for their own period, or so it seems anyway. Um, and I think Edmondson will follow suit. So, yeah, good player to bring in. I think Gerard knows what he's doing with that. He's got a good Ross Wilson, whoever's making these decisions, probably both of them, I would imagine. Or um, good track record on defenders. If you, you know, I, I know we're saying Edmondson's in the way out, but Edmondson's no put a foot wrong when he's played for us. That's he's, he's been a great defender. Katic, Goldson, Balogun, Holanda, and now we bring in Simpson. Yeah, it's, it's the right type of signing. Yeah, a lot of experience. He's he's played at a good level. So, um, yeah, obviously proofs in the pudding when he start puts the Rangers jersey on, and you know, fingers crossed, he's playing in front of fifty thousand in in August. But um, you know, COVID permitting. What I like about this is it's a. I was about to say it's a thought. It's a it's a well thought signing, but all our signings are well thought. We spoke at the weekend how Rangers shortlist will be easily a hundred players long. We've got a, a contingency for every scenario, but this is something that Gerard's inquired about for a couple of years, and the Bournemouth manager confirmed that as well. Um, the rumours of Jack Simpson started when Joe Worrell signed. Um, it was Simpson or Worrell we were willing to get on loan, so it's. Obviously, somebody the manager rates, and we've got him in, in a good deal. Scott on the way out then, so Glenn Middleton on loan to St Johnston, and by the looks of it, Jordan Jones on loan to Sunderland. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think uh, we'll see jo- Jones and Sunderland till I die on Netflix? Oh, it'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, it'd be good to get a wee, get a wee uh, lowdown on what happened at that party, to be fair, man. <laughs> It must have been a good party <laughs> to give your Rangers career. Jeez, oh no. Um, no, it's um, Glenn Middleton, yeah, in terms of in terms of that one, it's um it's obviously I think he needs to he needs a good loan spell and the way the, the manager was talking in the press conference as well, it very much seemed to be yeah, we'll assess their situation in the summer as in you need to go out here, you need to make a difference um in this team and if you want any chance to it, um, so yeah, let's fingers crossed. He he makes a he makes an impact. I think St Johnson, you know, are a, a better side than what they're letting up to be at the moment. I think they've got some some decent players. Their managers um, manager seems to be all right as well. So yeah, um, be interesting to see. Hopefully, he gets some real minutes as well because we've we've seen it with Jake Hasty not getting the minutes that he that he deserves. Uh, well, no, not that he deserves. Sorry, that he, that he wants to get um, Middleton as well. I think it was a Bradford and Hibs, and they just didn't seem to play, which is pointless. Like they need to go out and be playing. So hopefully, there's been some sort of guarantee that he'll play certain amount of minutes. Aye, it's well as much as I, I wouldn't want to mollycoddle them and that they're they're playing just because we tell them. Maybe I'd want them to be playing on their own merit, but. Glenn Middleton has the ability to be to be walking in in a out with the old firm maybe has in Aberdeen starting every week for any club in the division right now because he's got talent he's done it in Europe for us um, where what I, what I think we needed from him was consistency and didn't have it at the time so this is his chance to go and get it um, I really do hope he, he does find a bit of consistency and he gets a bit of confidence back because he's a confidence player as well and I think that's 
why we we seen him drop off so much. His head went down so much, and it'd have been really good to see him actually at Livingston because they're on a good run, and I think he would have made an impact there as well. I don't know, you know, he would have been in and around the team maybe, but I'd, I'd like to have seen them there. Like, I like I, Martin Dale's doing a great job, and you know they they're unstoppable at the moment. I'm glad there's no get them in the next few games, but um, I'd like to have seen him go there. But you know, St Johnson should be good. Hopefully, hopefully gets a successful spell out there. Last bit of news, Graham. Nathan Patterson has signed a contract extension. Uh, I think this takes him to 2023 or 2024. Sorry. Um, really, really good news. That's good to see that both the club and the player were were happy to commit a bit longer term. And I think this shows that there's now a clear pathway for academy players and. I'm really, really looking for Rangers to. Obviously, I'm looking for Rangers to get the get the league wrapped up pronto. But if we do, we can maybe see him feature a bit more this season. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, he came on another another week there, and Tavernier wasn't happy that he was getting subbed off. But um, even though he was getting off, he still gave you know Patterson the wee you know, good luck, and I think a wee message on, I don't know about what to do at the, the corners, or just a wee message in his ear. Uh, he's learning for one of the best, isn't he? If that's, and I think he knows that himself. He, he's mentioned it in a couple of interviews now that he knows that he's he's learning. He's learning after a really good, you know, he's, he's shadowing the, the captain of Rangers, and, you know, who best to shadow. Um, I also noted that when he was in the, press conference and he was talking about his contract extension, he was saying he'd been working hard in the gym and again I think this is just, are you willing to work hard? If you're willing to work hard for Rangers you'll be rewarded obviously the ability needs to be there as well but if you do the right things, if you conduct yourself in the right way and you train, put yourself um, put your career on track, you know, act in a professional way, you will be rewarded but yeah, let's hope he does get a wee bit more game time as the season as the season progresses, um, it would be good to see. So the last wee bit of news, just as we're on the the subject of academy pathway, Scott Cammy Palmer has joined Linfield um, on a permanent deal. Although I think Rangers may have a say on potential buyback clauses or sell-on clauses after that. We were talking about this at the weekend. It's continuing that duty of care. Cammy Palmer, he, he went out to Orange County SC, done fairly well there. At this point in time, he's not ready to be a Rangers player, but it's good to see that we've put the moves in place to help him get the right move afterwards. Definitely, no, fair play. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he would have made it at Rangers, so yeah, it's good to find him a move and yeah, let him, let him play football. It's, it's for young players, they need to be be out there playing football and they might just be sick of going on loan after loan after loan it can get quite monotonous they might just want to settle down and get into a, a, a bit of football a bit like Ryan Kent you know he had um, he had loads of loan moves and um, you know Rangers was obviously his most successful loan spell and he was able to come in get settled and then he decided to obviously join on a, a permanent basis when there was interest anywhere so uh, interest elsewhere so Maybe it's a similar situation with that. He just wants to settle down, play some football, and yeah, see where his career takes him. Before we wrap up, uh, we'll we'll do a, a quick Twitter part of all the week since we won't be with the usual roundup show at the weekend. Uh, this is your chance to tell the listeners what's the funniest thing you've seen in the world of Rangers or Scottish football related on social media. So I'm going to kick us off. Funniest thing I've seen was tweeted by a Celtic fan, Hamish Carton, on Tuesday night. And the tweet reads, Celtic actual current football-related tweets since Livy Draw, 1. Celtic happy birthday tweets since Livy Draw, 4. We basically support Clinton cards at this stage. <laughs> Graham, what do you have for us? Oh, you stole my theme. I was going with the same. I was going with the same birthday theme. I was actually going to ask you who the who runs the Gallant Few Twitter podcast, uh, the, the Gallant Few Twitter page? Because I've not seen any birthday tweets out this week, and I'm a wee bit upset about that. We've got Franny Jeffers who had a birthday this week. We had Bomber Brown who had a birthday this week, and we had uh, Zalalem. 
you had a birthday this week, but I didn't see you tweeting, so I don't know what's going on here. I don't know who's running this Twitter page. Uh, but yeah, my, my Twitter um, laugh of the week was based on the same thing where somebody had mocked up a, a tweet from a Celtic fan saying, fuck it, happy birthday to Nacho Novo. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I think I stole your <laughs> your tweet you were going to use. Um, uh, so I see you're frantically scrolling, but you were telling me about a video that you yeah, seen. Yeah, that's page. I was trying to see it just now, but it was basically just Morelos in training, and he was I don't know why who made him referee, but he was just blowing the whistle. <laughs> um, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Blowing the whistle frantically, which is, and then I said to you during the game, heard the referee's whistle. I was like, Morelos still got that whistle. <laughs> uh, it was Morelos uh, blowing the whistle and pointing at McGregor. McGregor just looks like a fed up old uncle and nephew's nephew, and Morelos just looks so chuffed with himself, whistling away. Um, uh, I'm sorry about everything I said about you being a psycho earlier. Harvey. I love you. <laughs> But thanks very much for listening. We'll be back this weekend with uh, uh, just with an additional show to keep you tidying over um, until we're back talking about the football next week. All we have to do is thank uh, my two guests, Graham Curry. Thanks, Colin. Thanks, Scott. See you next time. Scott Hodge. Cheers, lads. Thanks very much for listening. Take care. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.